Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are covering The Road to El Dorado. <laughs> Not our usual fare. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely a big old curveball. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got to pick my favorite childhood adventure movie, so I felt it only fair that you picked yours as well. (laughs) Yes. It's definitely one of my favorite adventure films. I feel like it's like one of those weird, I don't know, I don't think it's necessarily the Mandela effect, but it's one of those weird memories where I was like, I don't know if it's because I was a kid and like, you know, people are bigger when you're kids and things seem longer when you're kids. I was like, watching it and I was like I feel like there's gonna be more that's gonna happen and there was it (laughs) nope it's pretty it's a pretty easy easy adventure you know like very fun sure they fall off a boat or whatever but like (laughs) you have to deal with bad guys that much (laughs) no I mean as far as like uh there's only like one moment in the film where they're like oh no we have to like you know go against something really hardly (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, and it lasts for like five minutes <laughs> yeah. it's mostly them struggling with their inner problems <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but this was a first for me i'll just say before we you know really get into it i know we said we're doing the fable mins this week but that's gonna come later and we might have a few re-release weeks just because Life has gotten a little away from us, so we are (laughs) doing our best, but we should be back on schedule soon. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. The Fablements will come out sometime soon because I do want to, we do want to watch it really bad. Yeah, definitely on our list. But yeah, but so The Road to El Dorado, since this was your first time seeing it, what is your first impression? Okay, let's see. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was fun. It was, I... I am not Mesoamerican or, mm-hmm. you know, anything, but just according to Ancestry, just plain all boring white. But <laughs> <laughs> my dad loved the Mayan culture, and that mm-hmm. is why he named me Maya. So I feel a strange connection to the Mayan, <laughs> even though I think this is actually Aztec. But I have a, <laughs> I think so like, a trigger. I'm, my, I'm triggered by depictions of, like, Mesoamerican mm-hmm. culture in media. Mm-hmm. That, that sounded like such an annoying sentence, but I, it was mostly <laughs> no, due fine. to the Mel Gibson movie Apocalypto, which just pissed yeah. me off to my very core. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, I remember watching that probably when I should not have watched that. My dad was, like, <laughs> kind of like in a weird Mel Gibson phase, uh-huh. but like only with two movies. Like, very he- dad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but like, my dad was kind of like obsessed with the Passion of the Christ <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> he liked watching it, whatever. And so, once Apocalypse came out, he was like, "Gotta watch this one too," because <laughs> my dad is—he does have indigenous Latin America. I don't think too much of indigenous Mexican, but a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, he was just very much into that kind of movie, and so. I just remember it being insanely violent. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And I've been to many, many Mayan ruins. I've been on mm-hmm. tours around, you know, with like the people who do tours there. But, you know, they're there with the archaeologists all the time. And I feel like the way we depict Mayan culture in mm-hmm. is just totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like technically it's right, but we're not thinking of it the right way. And I don't even want to get into it right now because it's right, not right. for the road to El Dorado. Because actually, <laughs> I found this movie to be not that bad. You know, I was like prepared to yeah, be annoyed by bit, certain yeah. things. But I was like, I think it's fine. You know, like. Yeah, it does have like a, especially because it was released in 2000. So you kind of have like a little bit of like, oh, is this going to be a little bit cringy? A little bit like, <laughs> you know, touching on some things that maybe were not so cool. But it does actually a pretty good job of like not really shitting on yeah and the indigenous people at all yeah yeah definitely and it's very unclear as to who they even are i mean i see yeah. aztec because of cortez and all that stuff but right <laughs> well so well we'll get into it but the they're notes, kind of like trapped but, yeah. behind a waterfall valley thing anyway so yeah like they're not even you know normal anyway <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it does 
a great job. I think the only thing that is like, for me, especially if someone who has that ancestry in them is just a little bit like, you know, it was written by all white people and directed by white people. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's this culture through a white gaze. Um, so it can only do so much, totally. but I think they did it. I think it's a good fun movie and doesn't really try and take any sort of aspects of that lens too far. Yeah. Also, I recall when I was young going to the movie theater and this was pre-internet. So it was like, it was really hard to find out information about stuff. Mm -hmm. And I saw this movie, which I just figured out what was called now, Alan Quarterman (laughs) and the City of Lost Gold. Mm -hmm. And so when I started watching this, I was like, City of Lost Gold, is this? (laughs) (laughs) But I realized there's a lot of movies about the City of Lost Gold. But yes, (laughs) it was one of those movies that I was like, did this exist? Did I make it up? I never knew anybody else who watched it. But like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that movie has anything to do with like colonial Spanish, but for some reason, the Spanish at that time had all these fantastical ideas of like the fountain of youth and the city of oh, gold. Yeah. <laughs> and they were I think it was more Indiana cuckoo. Jones ripoff. <laughs> ah, I see. I love those too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than yeah. that, I thought it was really cute. You know, I yeah, liked... It's a fun one. Yeah. Well, what about you? Do you remember the first time you watched it at all? I don't remember specifically the first time watching it, but I do remember, like, I probably watched it when it came out. Uh-huh. So I, I think I was about six when it came out, or uh, almost six. And I do remember watching it a couple times and liking it. And specifically, the armadillo I liked a lot that's in this movie, (laughs) especially like the the scene that always like I remember always first is like when they're playing the like Mayan sport. I can't remember what it's called, but when they have to get the ball through a circle game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where it's like the armadillo is the ball and it's like doing all the stuff that to me, I remember being like hilarious. I was like, oh, my God, so funny. It's so cool. Yeah. And then, of course, the the scary giant panther demon robot. (laughs) (laughs) not sure what it was (laughs) scary giant demon panther robot (laughs) yeah but that's another thing about this movie that i like is kind of like magic is allowed to exist and no one has to comment on it right which is kind of because like i forgot (laughs) that that's that the would you call him like a shaman or something i can't remember like he was kind of like the more spiritual Uh uh advisor uh of the tribe and he seemed to have just openly used magic in front of everyone. <laughs> and, oh, totally, totally. And it was just like, that's just normal. That's what it is. And so I love that. <laughs> I love that aspect of movies um, because that it's just like, uh, just feels easy to settle in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll save the rest for when we're talking about it in the recap. <laughs> Let's do some notes. Okay, so for The Road to El Dorado, it was released March 31st of 2000, and it was written by a few people. Ted Elliott, (laughs) Terry Rossio, Carrie Kirkpatrick, and Philip Lazebnik. And it was... oh, his side of curry things when there's yep. <laughs> multiple writers, <laughs> and uh, had multiple directors. Oh dear! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bebo Bergeron and Don Paul, and then there's an uncredited director. Well, it's uncredited, but it's a credit for Jeffrey Katzenberg. Oh, I did see that. So, was there something? that went on with the filming or the making or is it just because it's animated so they have like an animation director or this director i think it's because it's animated and maybe because dreamworks that i think that's when dreamworks was really like taking off it seems like a lot of their other movies have multiple directors i don't know if it's like i don't know if it's permanently like an animated film kind of thing but at least uh-huh. for movies around that time. Yeah, I think animated because, you know, there's like voice directors and then there's animation mm-hmm. directors and then there's like the putting it all together directors. So, yeah. And Jeffrey Katzenberg is kind of like a big, uh, especially was he around like the head of DreamWorks at the time. I don't know if he was the, the head, time. but he was like a huge producer. Right, uh, right. He okay. did like Shrek. He produced that and uh-huh. the Spirit movie, Prince of Egypt. So yeah, he was really, really big at that time. I think I feel like I missed the whole DreamWorks animation era. 
<laughs> it's a good era. It's a fun kind of like it almost felt like no rules, like because like anything could just <laughs> it just feel like especially with the Shrek and a bunch of other ones. It just felt like they were kind of doing a lot of stuff that was really fun. I like that. Uh-huh. But for our cast list, we have Kevin Klein as Tulio, Kenneth Branagh as Miguel, <laughs> uh, Rosie Perez as Chell, Armand Asante as Zekiel Khan, Edward James Olmos as Chief, Jim Cummings as Cortez, and Frank Welker as Altivo, which that was just horse noises. I have it down as Tel- Telcocon. Is that how they pronounced it? Or was I hearing it wrong? Oh, you're probably right. So, Telcocon. It's, yeah, I think it's just a pronunciation. It's like a, the K-E-L is like a kul, kel. Like instead of kel, it's kul. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're correct. It's oh, okay. Sekou, I, I couldn't remember if I was writing it down because of uh, what I saw in the IMDb or if I was writing mm-hmm. it down by what I heard. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I it's... I don't hear things correctly, so... <laughs> no, I think you're right because I also think about in the Black Panther 2, Namor, they called him Kuku Khan. Uh-huh. So I think that's, that might be kind of like a thing, like that... Uh, suffix is like really popular okay, okay. Like, cool yeah yeah with all the the uh the extra letters it can be hard to know how to pronounce things <laughs> yeah the t and the z is like it's it's a, it's a hard one for me Mm-mm-mm. and the narrator was elton john also so he also did oh. that part. oh did we say that he did the music already or is that just us i think it was just us uh there was a, <laughs> there i did find there is a soundtrack called el dorado and elton john wrote the songs and I think performed a lot of them, some of them at least. <laughs> yes, it was a very Elton John-ish score. <laughs> <laughs> very, which, you know, you know, it's, it was, a, it was okay. <laughs> it's not my favorite. <laughs> All right. Let's see if any fun trivia. A lot of it was like, like kind of like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. But the Cortez thing it does say that the his name is cortez in the movie but in real life the man who was trying to find el dorado was pizarro mm, 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 so they just changed it to cortez probably because cortez is more popular yeah and more of a known villain of history <laughs> right <laughs> very much very much so <laughs> which is why i was like very happy the way this movie ended i was like thank you everyone is yeah. protected <laughs> <laughs> honestly he was barely a menace <laughs> yeah yeah it was just like a an extra um scary aspect <laughs> um, but there were a lot of people who almost played certain parts antonio Manderas was asked to voice tulio uh-huh and that was interesting that there were no spanish people playing the spaniards <laughs> yeah which is fine because it's just spaniards but because they're also white but at least Rosie <laughs> Perez was playing. <laughs> I was very happy about that. Let's see. There was some other one. I think Dennis Leary and Jim Carrey were considered for the role of Miguel. Okay. <laughs> that would have been a different movie. <laughs> yeah. And then I Adam's... like Kevin Klein. <laughs> it worked. He's such a likable guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It worked. Um, and then for the, the con man. <laughs> right. And then Adam Sandler was considered for Tulio too, which is like, okay, interesting. <laughs> I think it's unexpected of a choice as Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh, at least looking from 2023. Mm-hmm. I think better than any of those ones you already said. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's kind of like the only trivia that was kind of worth saying anything about. Okay. Well, let's do the recap then. Perfect. Okay, DreamWorks. Ooh, fishing on the moon. It's been a while since I've seen any DreamWorks. (laughs) (laughs) We open Spain, 1519. Mm -hmm. And we have a couple of funny con men. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can like kind of tell like from the get-go that the dice are kind of, uh, (laughs) they're fixed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're very funny though. Like they're very typical, like once distracting. One's doing the con. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. But they, um, the, they're um they like on their last roll and there's a map. 
Someone's like, I have mm-hmm. this map. And but they don't trust them, so they give them their dice, but they actually win the map fair and square, but then their their loaded dice fall out, and so <laughs> a crazy fight ensues. They're threatened with <laughs> flogging and enslavement. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> 2000 and whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I did realize during this, like watching this, I was like, it did seem like we kind of um, had like a no holds barred on like more adult themes in these kids movies but it, to be fair it was very apropos of spain at that time they were very um awful. well oh, totally, totally. <laughs> i feel like yes to history but no to we probably wouldn't even go there now because people would be like eh. but you know i feel like yeah. that's something everyone thinks because when i was a kid i felt like stuff was right like willow was you know more adult ish more adult than what we get now but I don't know. That's true. I think it's just <laughs> stories are more focused on different things, maybe. Yeah. It's just your perspective. As yeah, your age. definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. So they go right into the bullpen? They are, they have like are scaling the houses because they like oh. got up to the roof and they're like, we got away, haha. And then they end up in a giant bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think the only reason I mentioned it is because Cooper did not care for that bull. And so I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I assumed so. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, it's just such a struggle to watch anything with animals in it at all these days. <laughs> well, he's uh, supposed to be the only animal in the house. <laughs> I know. He's much more vicious or, you know, barky when there's like a screen or a piece of glass in between him and whatever mm-hmm. he's barking at. Otherwise, he's like, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyway, they threat, oh no, they convince a horse to help them escape. <laughs> Altivo. Is it Alti- it's Altivo, right? Oh, no, I'm skipping a whole section. Okay, I was like, I thought they... they did, <laughs> that was on the ship. Okay, they jump into some barrels. Yes, perfect. And then the barrels <laughs> get taken to the ship. This is all mm-hmm. like a big opening, exciting chase scene. So mm-hmm. I think my got a little confused. <laughs> this is why I should have had you do the recap. <laughs> oh, then they get stuck. Then they get threat. Okay, 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 yes. okay. Yeah, they get, they I, get, they I get found out. <laughs> Okay, so the bullpen, and then they jump into barrels. They get on the ship. They get stuck in the barrels, but they manage to get themselves unstuck, and that's when they're threatened with flogging and enslavement. And then they convince the horse on board to help them escape. (laughs) (laughs) I love love Altivo. He's one of my favorites. (laughs) Altivo. I don't think I ever wrote down his name. So, yeah, he's... One of the funniest cartoon horses I've I've ever come across. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of personality. Really wants oh, an yeah. apple. Yeah. This is definitely of the era of must have funny animal <laughs> companions. <laughs> yes, yes. I it's like maybe think a little bit of like Pocahontas a little bit because of like the double sidekick. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So unfortunately, he all the horse also falls overboard as they're escaping. <laughs> <laughs> and after some shenanigans, all three, Miguel, Tulio, and El, El the horsey El Tivo <laughs> end up washed up on a boat with no provisions. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is one of my like not want to say biggest fears, but like watching this is very stressful and being like out to sea and then we get to like the stormy part where the waves are huge and blah, blah. oh totally and then totally. sharks <laughs> well during the storm i wouldn't worry so much about sharks no but <laughs> <laughs> i would worry about getting crushed by waves oh yeah that would suck but you know if we ever watched joe versus the volcano you'll see how i was influenced to think of being stuck at sea <laughs> 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 but <laughs> But they're just a couple of dum-dums lost at sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they wash ashore despite themselves. <laughs> Definitely. And conveniently, right where they need to be to follow the map. <laughs> of course. They're right at, just as easily as they got that map, they are right at the start of the map. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. <laughs> so we get, did we already have one song? I don't know if I wrote down the uh... other song. 
think so. Okay, good. Because I said, singing a song while blazing a trail. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get the first song right after they like find out, like, All right, we're going to go start heading into the forest and we're going to go on our way. And this is also another part where I was like, we, um, we get like cartoon partial nudity. But <laughs> 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 I also thought I was like, oh, I don't think that happens anymore. <laughs> but it was very like unexpected. Like the fogging and sleeping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, whenever we get to Shell, I was like, Whoa, yeah. I don't think there's female there. Female <laughs> wear that. But... <laughs> oh, I love her. So along the trail, we got leeches. We got piranhas. We got armadillos. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we got monkeys. Uh-huh. It's a very pretty jungle. I guess I'm keeping you updated. Cooper was really watching the scene, but not barking. Mm. So, like, he was just really just watching. <laughs> <laughs> this like might too... be his favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> too many animals to keep up. 20 minutes in? I was like, 20 minutes in? Are they already there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the road to El Dorado took up. But it's not a very long movie, so I guess it was maybe, like, a little under a third of the movie. Yeah. Well, even like, you know, when they like, quote unquote, get there, it's like just just one song's worth of a road. (laughs) (laughs) And they get to a rock and they're like, this is it. This is where the map ends. And little do they know. Yeah. They're so close. I said they found a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Tulio is kind of rude. Yes. Well, because he thinks he's smarter and the leader and doesn't know like, yet that dude, they're equals. You got lost at sea. What else are you gonna be doing? Might as well look for this right lost city. You got the map. <laughs> it's telling you you're right there. <laughs> yeah, like good luck getting back to Spain, I guess. <laughs> and okay, so the native people mm-hmm. and the duo, <laughs> the bumbling duo, <laughs> surprise each other. Yes, because they're chasing after a girl who seems to also be in trouble. Named mm-hmm. Shell. <laughs> she's the best. That whole <laughs> scene of like when she like stumbles on them and the the like warriors are like staring at them and they're just going back and forth with like the little sack of whatever it is was very funny. Uh-huh. I still laugh. <laughs> I remember that also being a very funny part where I would laugh a lot as a kid and I still laughed. <laughs> <laughs> so then they follow, they get taken by them, follow them, end up going with them behind a waterfall to a cave. And then there's mm-hmm. this cool boat ride to El Dorado. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little secret boat passage. I know. I always love something behind a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't tell you how many times if I'm playing a game and there is a waterfall, I will check and see if there's anything left. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to. I have to. <laughs> Unfortunately, most real waterfalls do not have anything fun behind them. (laughs) So for very strong water. Yep. Okay. I, again, was not 100% sure whether, because I know there are differences in Aztec and Mayan, but it's Mm -hmm. very similar. So I was like, there's a lot of like Mayan or Aztec iconography. Mm -hmm. Although by the time the Spanish arrived, the Mayans were already in decline. So it really shouldn't be the Mayans. Yeah, it was kind of like, I think what they tried to do, like, to simplify it was like, this is kind of like a a secret city, a standalone that was maybe not part of either Mayan or Aztec, like the empire. It was kind of yeah. like a standalone. Yeah, because they're all, they all kind of build upon, because the Olmecs and, anyway, <laughs> I keep wanting to do history lessons. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so white boys, Miguel and Tulio claim to be gods, <laughs> and... A volcano immediately starts to erupt, and somehow they seem to stop it and convince it. And I don't know, maybe did I miss something? <laughs> I think it was just DreamWorks magic and funniness, <laughs> where it just happened to work out perfectly, where all the smoke and fire just sucked back into the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm looking at my notes, and I said somehow they seem to stop it and convince maybe. <laughs> so. Not really sure what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's like like a priest and a chief, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of unclear as to the power dynamics. They walk up. Oh, they walk up one of those pyramids. pyramids oh, my which, God, so many stairs. 
I've walked up one of those before, and it is very difficult and very terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time I would be worried, like, if I trip and I go tumbling down, I'm dead. Well, seriously, like, (laughs) this wide, and they're super tall. Right. (laughs) Coming down is actually worse. I need a, what's it called, a funicular? (laughs) (laughs) Is that one of those things that, you know, comes up? And down, like a- yeah, it's like um, like when you're going up the side of a mountain, it's like it can go up like on a diagonal, <laughs> oh, exactly, <laughs> like a little train. <laughs> okay, so we're at the dawning of the age of the jaguar, mm-hmm. according to the priest, at least. Yes, I said maybe I missed something. Did I miss something? <laughs> no, I think it's this is kind of like where the like if you remember, like the stone that they came across was kind of like the it's kind of pictures of their mythology and so it's like a picture of two gods riding a it looked almost like a serpent of some sort but it was kind of like a serpent that wasn't like a snake and it had like a big head and so it almost kind of looked like the horse so i think he assumed they were like oh these two guys riding this creature must be the gods because i feel like i should have watched it another time (laughs) (laughs) no you're fine I think horses were not, they're definitely not native to North America. So they probably were like, what the fuck is this animal? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I was finding Miguel and Tulio kind of annoying at this point. (laughs) They were being a little bit much. I think this, okay, yeah. So they're in their room, their their Mm -hmm. temple of the gods room. Chell comes in and through her own set of wiles, Mm -hmm. convinces them to accept her as their new partner. And she wants out of the city for reasons that are never explained. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's like, they just use like the baseline of like, she wants to go on adventures. She feels stifled in the city. She needs Ah. to do more and explore the world. (gasps) And basically she's like, if you want to know what all the rituals and all the things they're going to say and talk about are, you need to be on your side. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes yeah but they i don't think she have i i just assumed at the beginning that she was in trouble for something and that way she that's why she was running away but she never says she <laughs> she stole some sort of i mean it was like um some statue thing oh. from the temple i don't know why she stole like what she was gonna do with it I but think maybe um, she just wanted it as a way to pay for uh maybe whatever she was gonna passage do. or something uh-huh. But yeah, that's why they were like after her. They were like, "You stole this thing, so gotcha, your punish gotcha. your punishment is to serve the gods." <laughs> okay, so there's another song. It's tough to be <laughs> a god. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I was assuming that they would want to sacrifice them in a, the volcano. That's what I thought. This was all mm-hmm. heading to again, Joe versus well, the volcano. <laughs> yeah, plus um, apocalypto a little bit. Well, yeah. We do get a sacrifice, which is where I was like, don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, they come right on time to stop it. Yeah, I don't know that I love that either. You know, like, we're the ones stopping these people from their barbarity of sacrifices. I just think the whole idea of the sacrifice is we're just, we way overblow it. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I remember learning that, like, Human sacrifices were very rare, if yeah, hardly it was any at all. Like sacrifice, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly like that, like basically what you do in Christianity and Catholicism. But uh, you know, it was very, very much like the, you know, it's the year two thousand. We're dealing with the you know the colonizers' portrait of indigenous peoples right. and their culture. So. Right. It can only do so much. I'm trying not to be nitpicky about it. <laughs> no, no. It definitely did bother me this time. I was just like, oh, right. Let's get past this. Let's get back to yeah. shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. But they still want to sacrifice something, even though they stop the mm-hmm. human sacrifice. So they, sacri- <laughs> they start sacrificing all the gold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's because they're both idiots and they don't know what they're talking about. And so yeah. they're like, sure, let's do it. And they're not just throwing it into a cenote. They got a full-on whirlpool underneath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Shell ends up stopping them from throwing yeah. it all down. Luckily. Yeah. Okay, so I don't even know if I mentioned this, that Cortez was the o- owner of the ship that they originally... Yeah, he's like... Aboard. um. 
there's all these like little asides that he makes and stuff like that about like religion and stuff. So you're definitely like, oh, he's like one of those conquistadors who were like, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like divine right to conquer because God said we're the best or something. Uh huh. So that's kind of what he's given. <laughs> I mean, he's just like such a, I mean, he's like the true baddie of mm-hmm. this movie, but he's only in like three scenes and they're so far <laughs> apart and he's just like so nothing. It's but, very, a very uh, akin to Pocahontas with their, the British stuff. I don't really remember Pocahontas that well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, I mean, it, you know, because it's colonization, just British. And so there's like, he's like the British, he's like the Spanish version of the British guy on that. But gotcha. the British guy ha- is definitely in the movie more. But yeah, uh, okay. I think we're just like, there's so much buildup of him getting there. It's like, oh, they got to be prepared. He's, he's very scary. Well, like we know, he's most, mostly a villain because we yeah, already know is, from history that he is the one who basically wipes out the Aztecs. So, yep. yeah. So he's like appropriately the true bad guy, which very much. We also have the priest who's kind of a bad guy, but he's not that bad. He's just more like suspicious, and then he's yeah. I mean, he's, when he finds out the truth, <laughs> he's very much in the right sort of like in the sense of like upset that <laughs> they've been swindled and right. I guess trying to rectify it is just when he's willing to turn on his own people that's when you're like oh, you're the bad guy yeah yeah when he creates the giant robot jaguar yeah the, <laughs> the power rangers <laughs> thing so anyway this is what the like one of the one moments we see Cortez he sees their tracks and he follows them Mm-hmm. And he crushes a skull beneath his boot. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, back in town, Miguel and Tulio ask for a boat. Mm-hmm. They're told it will take three days to make. <laughs> and okay, also, okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yes, three days to make. So meanwhile, the city is being cleansed, which I guess. is he doing sacrifices again like well he's like like, taking people off the street and stuff yeah he's trying to like make it just so that the gods quote unquote can do can walk around in peace i guess like their people are not allowed to be on the streets or be seen by the gods i guess and so that's his like his way of quote unquote cleansing it because it seems like you know you kind of eventually find out that like through all this stuff that the god like him slowly un raveling that maybe they're not gods because they're really nice and they're not supposed to be nice (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah. so but anyway he's using he's saying that it's the gods who are making who are telling him that he has Mm -hmm. to cleanse the city lying then we get miguel singing again (laughs) (laughs) or kenneth branagh i assume Mm mm-hmm he is exploring the city and loving it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> just on what we saw, I was like, this place looks so beautiful and great. Totally, totally. Uh, back at the pyramid, Tulio and Shell are enjoying themselves. <laughs> A lot of innuendo. <laughs> then, oh, Tello Kokan, who is the mm-hmm. priest, comes in. He wants to make sacrifices for them. Mm-hmm. And because he thinks that blood will usher in the age of the jaguar. Right. That's which what the there's a very precise says. calendar. So I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. <laughs> right. I did look it up. And this one website says that because like the four biggies, the big tribes of South America and Central America were the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incas, and then the Muisca. And I, it says that like the mythology of El Dorado in real life was a, first kind of brought up when the Spanish Empire met the Muisca tribe. Ah. So I think it's kind of like this fourth less talked about tribe in popular culture, at least, that they're kind of basing it on. So maybe it's like, and it's more based in like Colombia. I was just thinking that... I feel like we're way too into this, but there's calendars, <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. they were big into astronomy. So, um, yeah, they had their own like calendars and everything. And the age of the Jaguar would be when they hit a certain date. So you can't really usher right. in the sacrifices is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> right, 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 right. I think we're probably doing more research than the people who made the movie are doing. Yeah, I'm 100% sure. <laughs> that I just know more off the top of my head than they right. ever Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. At this point, I was like, I thought that Telcocon actually knew that they weren't gods and was just kind of using them. But I was like, I'm not so sure because I think he had a realization that they weren't gods at this point. And I was like, yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, there actually makes him more likable to me because, yeah, (laughs) you know, like he was. He was, you know, buying into it. And he technically he was just following what like their scripture was like their rules were. He's like, this is what it says. I'm just doing my job. Right. (laughs) So we get the ball game, which they play very accurately. I was very excited. (laughs) I loved it. It looks like the hardest game on earth. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is like soccer times 100. (laughs) yeah soccer and basketball and golf all mixed together yeah it looks very hard so but luckily the armadillo helps them cheat and you're most (laughs) yes bouncing back and forth (laughs) i love it and luckily just like the dice game they pull up the final score on their own Mm. with a little bit of a horse assist (laughs) (laughs) yes a nice little bicycle kick (laughs) <laughs> I said, Miguel stops the sacrifice, trying not to judge this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, Losers. sacrifices of the ball game is not really what happened. Anyway. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to sacrifice all the losers. And he's like, come on. But this is when he finds out that they're not all gods. Right, right. He's in bleeding. Yeah, he does not approve. He's now determined to get rid of these false gods. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Miguel complains about the boat because he doesn't really want to leave. <laughs> yeah, which I get. And the chief is very understanding and he now admits that he knows that they're not gods. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, in another part of the town, <laughs> village, <laughs> I don't know, Chell and Tulio are bonding. to put it lightly it seems (laughs) a lot of innuendo in this part for sure (laughs) miguel actually overhears them saying forget miguel (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they're talking about her coming along and maybe they might get together and he miguel overhears this and gets mad yeah he's a little jealous (sighs) meanwhile (laughs) the priest is making evil potions (laughs) (laughs) he gets zapped and i'm like i don't really remember that but (laughs) (laughs) well he's like making the potion and like there's that remember the guy with like the jaguar skin that's like draped over him his shoulders and stuff like that who's like a warrior guard guy who's helping him Uh uh-huh uh-huh. He's like making the potion, then he like goes to like take a sip of the potion, oh, he but he's like, right. yeah, he's like, it's not right. It's just missing one thing, and then it kicks him in, yeah. and then it's perfect, and it takes control of him. Yeah, and he can now command the stone jaguar statue. Ugh, so scary, and really not great because the statue wreaks havoc on the city, mm-hmm. chases our gang to a pool of lava. <laughs> they're confronted by the priest they get out some of their frustration with each other while bluffing the priest Mm -hmm. in the same bluffy way that they did at the beginning with their conman pattern and it ends up the priest goes through the whirlpool he gets pushed off and the whirlpool leads to directly in front of cortez (laughs) (laughs) yeah it seems to like dump out right in front of the waterfall yeah and now he's assuming that Cortez is a god. Or maybe maybe it wasn't right in front of the waterfall. It was a little far off from the waterfall. I, yeah. Because they have to make their way to it. But yeah, he, um, because Cortez is so like humongous and like very broad and like looks very scary, like the drawings in the scripture, he's like, this is a real god. Right, right, right. And we got a bad guy team up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Never a good idea. So everyone in the city is just so happy that he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're not being threatened with, with you know, being killed yeah, all the time. Exactly. <laughs> and they can go out in the street. Miguel declares that he will stay behind because he likes it so much. And I mm-hmm. think he's like, I don't want to be a third wheel. Yep. Got to forge your own path. Also, Tulio is windblown and contemplative. <laughs> <laughs> they are very passive aggressive towards each other during another song 
friends never say goodbye, which I was like, this has got to be the worst of all the songs so far. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, got to have a little They're transition so music. Like, Here's exactly what's happening in not a very poetic way. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm never going to say goodbye and leave this Moiska uh, <laughs> empire. <laughs> I'm like, do we still not know why Chell wants to leave? But <laughs> yeah, she wants her adventure. Yeah. So Tulio and Shell are packing to leave. Miguel and Tulio just can't bring themselves to make up. And Dorks. we hear some loud sounds in the distance. <gasps> and we see some smoke. <gasps> and we find out it's Cortez being led by Telcocan. No. Tel-Kokan. And then we have to stop them, but how? <laughs> <laughs> But luckily, Tulio and the little armadillo come up with a plan. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to crash boats into the pillars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The armadillo was busy getting drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess he's willing to sacrifice his own ride Mm -hmm. and or gold to stop Cortez, which is great. Yes. I like the ultimate message of this. (laughs) The chief... Helps Tulio and Shell from getting smashed at the last minute. Yes. He grabs <laughs> he grabs six different ropes to hold up a probably 50-ton pillar, <laughs> which is really fun. And in the end, Miguel flies to the sail. <laughs> I don't I put flies in quotation marks though. <laughs> yeah, he like they're like riding the horse and the horse jumps to jump on the boat and then he jumps off the horse to kind of get the sail it's stuck. And right. he's kind of gliding with his like <laughs> you know, Muisca helmet on and Oh, so he like yeah, he looks He like, looks um, like very a, godlike. Yes, yeah. he's flying and everyone's like oh, he's flying. Yeah. But he lowers the sail, ensuring that he won't be able to stay as he wanted to. Mm -hmm. So they're all in a boat, headed out, and they ride a crazy wave back through the cave, losing all their gold in the process. Yeah, no more gold. (laughs) And they basically flood the entrance in and out. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not really sure how that works in reality, because... I can't imagine just because they flooded this entrance, there's no way to get there. <laughs> well, I think there's like the the pillars holding up the cave walls when you get into the waterfall. Right. Uh, the boat crashes into those and causes a cave. So the rocks right, right, right. are yes. blocking that but entrance. Like, in yeah. reality, when yeah, you yeah, go yeah, to like yeah. climb something and look down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Spanish are wearing <laughs> heavy armor and <laughs> well, they're not gonna bother. No, they're not very smart. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And I was like, if that volcano ever does erupt, they're screwed. Because they're just like... Yeah. <laughs> a, a, Trapped. A bowl <laughs> to collect lava. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the bad guys show up. They find the entrance gone. Cortez seizes the priest and declares, there's no El Dorado here. Good. Mind <laughs> your business. <laughs> they lost the gold, but they gained shell. And now they're off for more adventure. The yes, end. The end. And I did Uncle find John out. John and Tim Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I did find out that they had planned two more movies after this to continue their adventures. But I think this one was not as popular at the box office, which, you know, you can attribute that to it not being a. Right. It being a more cultural piece. But who knows? I wish they right. would have done the other two because. I like them a lot. I like Shell. She's my favorite. She's one of my favorite underrated DreamWorks heroines. <laughs> you know, the sequels are never as good when it comes to animated yeah. movies, so it doesn't really matter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're, when you're a kid, you're like, everything is so good. <laughs> now that I'm reminded that it was Elton John and Tim Rice, I'm like, man, y'all really phoned it in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> this was like, I don't even know if they had um what else DreamWorks had put out before this, but I don't think it was like a lot of humongous stuff. Well, I think DreamWorks was okay, like, but, but yeah, I just they were think, big. you know, Kenneth were... Branagh and Kevin Klein are not exactly big draws, yeah. especially for the young crowd. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> even Rosie Perez is not really especially right. not for kids. And yeah, I it didn't have any real catchy songs. Yeah. And I don't know. I personally 
think I probably would have really liked this one as a kid too. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like it's the perfect length for a kid's movie. And it's very simple in the fact that it's like, you know, minuscule problem and sort of rev- resolution, but like everyone's been fine the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say there's very little conflict. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, uh... It's more about silliness. Yeah, it's just cute. It's got cuteness. Yeah, definitely. There wasn't as much in it for girls. You know, there was not. No, I think it was kind of, well, I wouldn't even say pre, like. um... It is rare to have two con men as the lead of a children's movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking like, oh, was it pre, like, I mean, it was probably like maybe a year before Mulan, I think. But I mean, there are plenty of, you know, female-led animated movies that were like, I'm a woman and I'm sticking up for myself. And this is what women should be like or whatever. (laughs) I know. I was just trying to think of why it might not have been as popular. Like, I think it was probably just casting was not super like crazy, like draw. It's not really a fairy tale that people know, you know. Right. And it's like, because you're not naming the tribe, you're not naming them Aztec or Mayan or Inca or Muisca. Like you're not having that specificity that people like, I think that would draw them in. And there's no catchy songs. So maybe that's why, but I still think it's a fun watch. Yeah. I like any kid stuff that has to do with adventure. I always like a nice mm-hmm. jungle thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was fun to look at. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. But ultimately, you know, the leads were con men. The bad guys mm-hmm. really turned out to be the Spanish and always <laughs> um you know the priest guy which i don't necessarily agree with but <laughs> yeah well yeah like i said to me he only turned he only became like a villain villain a capital v villain when he was like i'm gonna help quartets yeah because i, I feel like overall that. they were portrayed like as nice good people you know it wasn't like yeah weird native people <laughs> yeah it wasn't like well you guys do that so weird that's yeah. so not normal. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a lot of judgment put on them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's actually really good for a kid's movie. It was just like, almost like this is how this culture is, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And again, I have to say, the heroes being con men. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they conned the audience too. <laughs> they conned us all. <laughs> but I'm definitely glad to have watched it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun one. You know, little kids would have fun watching it for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's short and sweet. Honestly, it never felt oh, yeah. like it was dragging at all. <laughs> no, I was excited to rewatch it. And I feel like I could like vividly remember like the merch for this movie that they released where like I remember like the little armadillo I think I had like a little plush that was like I gotta have the plush and I never got it (laughs) (laughs) I would say you know did you have any other final thoughts because I feel like we kind of I mean I said everything covered everything in this uh, (laughs) last little section of my final thoughts no I think that's kind of it it was just a fun movie a lot of like little silly moments that would make kids laugh so i i just remember watching it a lot as a kid and liking it if we want to sort someone i'll say if we took miguel and tulio Mm -hmm. together i say they're gemini (laughs) because Uh, of course they're there's two of them so twins (laughs) and they're good talkers and you know i feel like mercury is like a lot about communication and oh yeah i mean gemini (laughs) and going with the flow so i just feel like they are a gemini pair (laughs) definitely two opposing kind of personalities but that are somewhat fitting together and they're definitely chaotic good (laughs) oh yes very chaotic Mm -hmm. but very good yeah ultimately good and I can't mm. see them sitting down to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, or maybe even watch a movie. <laughs> They're yeah. too busy conning. <laughs> yeah. But maybe they would like some of the romance because now that Tulio yeah. has found love. <laughs> they're, they're passionate Spaniards. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I was like, what else do we sort of mess? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> 
pretty sure. But I believe we've reached the end of our time. I think we yeah. might have go a little under because we started a little bit after we started recording. But it's okay. You know, this was this was definitely fun. I enjoyed doing this, seeing your favorites mm-hmm. because I feel like it's always all about what I like. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's fun to peek, especially like when it comes to like childhood, like yeah. movies and stuff. I think it's fun and to look back and see like what people liked and how it shaped them maybe. Um, yeah, and maybe we yeah. can do it, do it again for both of us sometime soon. Oh, definitely, definitely. I feel like we have to do Joe versus the Volcano now because it, yes. it's right in with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That should be the next one we do. That's like this. <laughs> yeah, let's do it in the summer. I always love watching Joe versus the Volcano in the summer. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, we hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. And... This random second random movie of the year yes so <laughs> yes and if you have any childhood memories of watching this movie please let us know yeah let us know what your favorites are maybe we'll watch one of mm-hmm. them. <laughs> that's a great idea i would love to see what other people were kind of watching yeah what influenced you as a child <laughs> <laughs> yes but thank you for listening and we will see you next week yes i think we might have a couple of re-releases coming up did i say that I think we talked a little bit about it, but I don't think we like explicitly okay. said anything. Well, if we didn't, then I'm saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we hope you'll listen, re-listen to those, and we will see you soon. <laughs> yes, Talk thank you soon. for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersofmadness.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you prefer. We also have a donate button on our website, mannersofmadness.com. Yes. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.